أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حول الصلاة حول الصلاة حول والسلام الأتمان الأكملان على خير خلق الله أجمعين وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن سار على سبيله ونهجه ومن استن بسنته ومن اهتدى بهديه إلى يوم الدين أما بعد وقد قال تعالى في قرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إنما نطعمكم لوجه الله لا نريد منكم جزاء ولا شكورا وقد قال تعالى ولنبلونكم بشيء من الخوف والجوع ونقص من الأموال والأنفس والثمرات وبشر الصابرين الذين إذا أصابتهم مصيبة قالوا إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون أولئك عليهم صلوات من ربهم ورحمة وأولئك هم المهتدون صدق الله العظيم All praise, all thanks, the only due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Who yet again has given us this beautiful opportunity Of gathering in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala On this Mubarak occasion of Jumu'ah Indeed this is a great favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We make dua to Allah ta'ala that He allows us To see many more days of Jumu'ah We make dua to Allah ta'ala that He allows us To appreciate this Mubarak day of Jumu'ah And we also ask Allah ta'ala that He causes the last day of our earthly life to be this Mubarak day of Jumu'ah. In this world that we are living in, generally what happens is we get affected, we get impressed by the apparent, by what is external, those things that we can see that meets the eye. These are the things that impress us. And generally what happens is we take a lot of effort to correct these things and to see that these things are in order. For example, we are here in the masjid. What a person looks and what would impress him about the masjid is the looks of the 
the carpet, the feel of the carpet, the looks of the member, the looks of the mihrab, the looks of the qibla wall, now the look of the outside, all these things we appreciate. Very seldom a person will take time to think that what is the foundation of the masjid? How much steel is put in there? How much stones are there? That doesn't really interest us. We don't have much interest for that because these are things we can't see, we can't identify with. So therefore, generally, we don't give it much concern. So when it comes to the external person, what is that his car must look nice, the magnet must look nice, the windows all must be clean. This is what his concern is. So he'll ensure that the outside is correct. The outside is important, but more important than the outside, often it happens, is that the inside plays a very great part. The inside. For example, a person's heart. One of the explanations that ulama gives that Surah Yasin is called the heart of the Quran is because it deals with things of the inside. Things that we can't see. A man can be strong on the outside. He can be a bodybuilder. A person can have big muscles, but if he's got a weak heart, then now that determines how much strength this person will have, how far, how much of endurance this person will have, will be dependent on the man's heart. So therefore, Islam focuses more on the inside, also on the outside. The outside is important, but what is on the inside? What is the intention? What are the reasons that we are doing things? What is the condition of our heart? Things that we can't see. A person, that a person may be a strong person, he may be gymming, he may be training, or he may be concerned that his skin condition must be nice, he must look nice, he'll put cream, he'll look at himself, he'll comb his hair. But how often will that same person think, let me test to see what is my sugar level, what is my cholesterol levels, what is the condition of my heart, my kidney, my kidneys, my liver. Then generally a person will only check up when, when there's some problem that he has, there's some pain in the chest, then only he's concerned about the inside. But when it comes to deem the inside is so important. It plays a very, very important part. So I wanted to discuss this hadith, inshallah. I'll discuss this hadith, and then towards the ending, I'll just speak on certain things that are now contemporary, relevant, that are happening at this time, and what should be our reaction. So just for the beginning to speak on this hadith, I wanted to touch on this aspect of niyat. That actions are only judged by the intention. As simple as this hadith may seem, it plays such an important part in different different aspects of our life. We came now to the masjid. What was our intention of coming to the masjid? Then I come to the masjid so that I can impress someone, to show someone, to tell my staff that I went to the masjid. Or do, am I doing it for the sake of Allah? Am I doing it to impress my Allah? Am I doing it for the sake of Allah? I'm giving charity, I'm giving, I'm advertising it, I'm telling people, am I telling people, is this now in conformity with me doing things for the sake of Allah or now I'm doing it to impress people? We are living in the social media age where a person is tempted at every turn, at every move, at every stop to try and show people what he's doing. Even a man going for Umrah, he wants to show people, I'm at the airport, I'm leaving for Umrah. When he goes to Makkah, he wants to put a picture of the Kaaba Sharif there. He goes to Medina, he wants to put a picture of the Green Dome there to show everyone, look, look where I am, this is what I'm doing. Whereas what should be our condition? I'm doing things only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There was a great muhaddis by the name of Abdullah bin Mubarak, rahmatullah alayhi, very famous. On one occasion he was in battle. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq and the spirit that we also want to give our life for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We also want to give our life for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are still battling at that level, we're finding it hard to give up sins. 
For the sake of Allah, we are finding it hard to give up the television. For the sake of Allah, we are finding it hard to give up the interest in the name of profits that we are taking from the banks. In the, in the, for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's so many wrongs that we are doing which we are finding hard to give up. We, we must make dua and we must take lessons from what is happening around the world. When you get people that are willing to give up their life for the sake of Allah, why is it we finding it hard to give up our sleep at the time of Fajr? Why is it hard that we finding it difficult that we must give up that haram music or that illicit relationship that we are having with some woman for the sake of Allah? Therefore, when we got the ultimate in mind, everything else seems easy. When a person doesn't keep the ultimate in mind, then he finds it hard even to give up but speaking ill of someone for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So anyway, Abdullah bin Mubarak, rahmatullah Ali, was in battle. And there was a battle that was ensued with the Romans and there was a strong Roman soldier now we know in battle is something known as Mubaraza Mubaraza is a one to one combat a dual combat that takes place before the actual battle takes place so there was a Roman soldier that had killed about six Muslims strong powerful Hazrat Abdullah bin Mubarak he saw the scene unfolding in front of him he tells that Sati the brother next to him that person that is near him that listen I got a matter that needs to be taken care of if I become shaheed in this battle then please take care of that matter that needs to be taken care of at this point we should understand that there are many things that we got that are pending that are not taken care of if we have to go today ask ourselves what will happen to those matters that are not taken care of have we made any arrangement we are owing people money does anybody know about it in our family that I am owing such and such a person money that if my life has to go today at least that amanat will get fulfilled that I am owing a person money I am holding things of people in trust have I told anybody about it if I go today what will be my condition if I pass away does my family know where is my will my Islamic will so that they can attend to it and they can attend to those affairs that I have left after I am gone have we taken care of this? Imagine this is in the thick of battle. Telling the brother next to him, the sati of his, that these are the matters that need to be taken care of. If I become shaheed, it shouldn't be such that I'm giving my life for the sake of Allah, but there are things that are unattended to. So let us see that we got matters attended to. There's great benefit. If a man has got more in front of him, that any moment I can leave this world, any moment I can pass away, he won't leave any matters unattended. Or at least he'll make some arrangement that if I have to go, there is someone to attend to my matters. It becomes very, very easy. So anyway, Abdullah Mubin Mubarak does this. And now he goes into battle and he takes on about himself about five to six of the enemy and he kills all of them. Power of Iman, the person goes in the path of Allah and he strikes, he kills them and then he comes back and he tells those people that are around him, he said, you see what I did, I did it for the sake of Allah. Please, I don't want anyone to go and expose what I have done. This was done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not to impress anyone, not to advertise on social media, not to tell this person and to tell that person. It was only done for the sake of Allah. Don't tell anyone what I did. And then he comes into the normal lines of the Muslim and he fights like a normal person. This is what you call a person who doing things for the sake of Allah. Therefore, this particular hadith, in al-amal which affects so many things. Ulama explained, Imam Abu Dawud says that this is half of it. Half of ilm, half of knowledge. From 500,000 hadith, he compiled his kitab, Abu Dawud Sharif, approximately 4, 1,800 ahadis. And from there, he quotes four ahadis. There's no time to go in it. But one of the ahadis, or one of the hadiths mentioned is this, in al-amal bin 
بنیاد سو مینی تھنگ امام بخاری رحمۃ اللہ علیہ البخاری bodily actions our external actions we call do with the heart this got to do with one third it's got to do with the heart what is inside what are we doing things for what are we saying things is it for the sake of allah or is it for the sake of impressing people and to try and make other people happy and to show them our greatness so always we got to keep this in front there's no time to discuss the details of this hadith but just to understand that this affects so much abu ubaid radiyallahu anhu was a sahabi he mentions there is no single hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that is more comprehensive more beneficial that affects more of our lives than this particular hadith innamal a'malu binniyah all the time checking our intention what are we doing things for is it for the sake of allah or is it for the sake of people i want to touch on to something else it was not planned but because of the current certain circumstances we find ourselves in people are getting very emotional and naturally this imani ghayrat that we have in us this jazba of iman that's there that spark of iman will get a person all affected getting emotional with what is happening around the world the conditions around the world what's happening in palestine to our brothers we make dua on this occasion that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends his ghaybi nusrat his unseen help to our muslim brothers wherever our muslims wherever the muslims are suffering allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help alleviate the difficulties of the muslims increase them our only sanctuary and our only solution is turning to allah la malja'a wa la manja'a minka illa ilayk one of the duas that we are taught to make is oh allah there is no sanctuary there is no exit emergency sanctuary is a place where we run to for shelter emergency exit is where we escape to go towards shelter there is no coming to any place of shelter there is no running out to any place of shelter illa ilayk except running towards you oh allah This is what we are taught to make dua by Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam we have to turn back and go back to Allah that is the bomb shelter that is the safety that's the safe haven that we have got extending to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so while we see things unfolding in the middle east while we see things unfolding in the lands of the muslims one thing we should be very very careful of is don't ever lose hope in the mercy of Allah la taqnatu mir rahmatillah la ta'asu don't ever lose hope in the mercy of Allah Allah is there Allah was always there and Allah will always be there that's why in the ayat of the Quran Allah mentions wala nabluwannakum bi shay'in min al-khawfi wal-ju'i wa naqsin min al-amwali wal-anfus wal-thamarat wa bashir as-sabirin Allah Taala says that definitely definitely lam fa ta'kid nun mushaddada fa ta'kid ta'kid means emphasis emphasis upon emphasis Allah is saying we will definitely test with some part bi shay'in min al-khawf of fear you'll have to go through some fear the anbiya ali salam went through fear the sahaba went through fear rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam these were conditions that were put such fearful conditions were put even at the time of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so you also we will also have to go through these conditions of fear this is the test allah is telling us beforehand that this will be part of your examination subject one of the things that you'll be tested on in the exam in the world you will go through fear and let's see how you respond to this fear and what this fear and what are these four things what will be entailed under this wala nabluwannakum bi shay'in khawf one is fear shay'in min al-khawfi wal-ju' you'll go through 
periods of hunger, periods of poverty, periods of financial constraint, you will go through it. There will be this particular test that you will go through. There will be a diminishing of your wealth. Wealth will be usurped. Wealth will be taken away. That wealth that you had, this will also, you'll be tested with your wealth. Sometimes the person's car may get hijacked. Sometimes there's a robbery. Sometimes there's a loss, a business loss. Something, but there will be a test as far as your money is concerned. That will happen. This test will come from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This test Allah ta'ala will put a person through. There will be tests when lies of the will be taken away. Allah will take away lives of the believers. This is the test to see that have you got sabr or not? Have you got that patience in Allah or not? Are you losing hope in Allah? Or you still we still have hope that our Allah is there. Allah la ilaha illahu al-hayyul qayyum Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there is no God there is no help, there is no assistance besides Allah al-hayyul qayyum Allah is ever loving Allah is causing everything to come into existence. Allah is the one that is doing. But Allah will test us with periods where we will have to make sabah. Sahaba, Ridwanullah ta'ala they had such great love for Makkatul Mukarramah. We can't understand the love that they had. They were coming to make Umrah something that seemed so simple. Something that seemed so trivial. They were excited that we are going back. They left Makkatul Mukarramah. They came to Madinatul Munawwara. Here we got a chance to go to see Baytullah. We got a chance to go to the place of our birth. Our homeland we got a chance to go back to. Just to make Umrah. They were on the verge of going there. And now Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa The kuffar are stopping them. The kuffar are putting a hold on them. Putting a stranglehold on them. And now there is a treaty that is signed. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is telling Sahaba that we have to come back the following year. We can't do it. The emotions are charged of the Muslims. They can't understand, but this is the command of Allah. What we have to understand is we have to be happy with the will of Allah. What is the will of Allah is what will happen. We have to be happy with the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah will tell us, Allah will test us. Allah is saying, Allah is telling us that glad tidings be to those that are patient. Whenever difficulty afflicts them, they say that we belong to Allah and definitely we will return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on this occasion, they couldn't understand that we have to make peace, we have to be patient, we have to go back, we are on haq, we are on the right, but yet we have to endure conditions where we have to make sabr. But this was from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After that, Allah ta'ala gave him such a victory. When they reflected, they appreciated that what was the hikmat of this difficult circumstances that we went through, Allah ta'ala had caused a Makkah to take place. Allah ta'ala had caused the whole of Makkah to Mukarramah to be conquered. Not that they could just go for Umrah and come back, now Makkah al-Mukarramah was under the control of the Muslims, but they had to go through this period where they had to make sabr. So like that, the Muslims also, we will we'll have to go through conditions where we have to make sabr, but we don't lose hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There was a great Nabi of Allah. Nabi Ayyub alayhi salam, Allah ta'ala had tested him with difficult, a very difficult condition. That he was approximately this age of 70. And now he was afflicted with such a sickness that afflicted every limb of his body. The only two parts of his body that were saved was his tongue and his heart. 
so that he could make shukr to Allah. He could turn to Allah, oh Allah, this condition you put into me, I'm not complaining. He didn't complain to Allah at all. He was still turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, despite his condition. Everyone left him. Everyone left him. The only person that he had lost all his wealth, he lost all his health. The only one that stood with him was his wife. She was a very pious woman. She was from the family of Yusuf alayhi salam. And he was also a great personality from the lineage of Hazrat alayhi salam. And on one occasion now, seven years, he's going through the sickness. Everybody had left him. Like how does Muslim Ummah today is feeling deserted? There was a Nabi of Allah that was also there, was deserted. His wife tells him that why don't you make dua to Allah Ta'ala that he gives you cure. So now feeling pity for his wife, feeling pity for his wife, before he makes dua, he tells us something. He said, Allah Ta'ala has given me 70 years of good health. I'm only experiencing seven years of difficult health. Actually, I should be able to make sabr for 70 years of difficult health because of 70 years of good health. How can I complain to Allah when Allah Ta'ala is putting me through this condition? What does he do? He makes dua that, Oh Allah subhanahu anni masani dur wa anta arhamur rahimin. Oh Allah, I'm going through this difficulty. But oh Allah, you are arhamur rahimin. Not complaining to Allah, but praising Allah. But this must be our condition, that we cry out to Allah, we cry out our feebleness to Allah Ta'ala, and we ask Allah Ta'ala, we turn to Allah, we don't lose hope. In all the bombing that is taking place, in all the firing that is taking place, understand there's another bombing and there's another firing. There's another barrage and a volley of rockets and fire that is coming. And that is coming from shaitan into the hearts of the Muslims. And that is what we must be aware of. And what is that barrage and volley that is hitting the Muslims at the moment? Is something known as mayusiyat. Mayusiyat means despondency. That lose hope in Allah. This is something that shaitan is. And this is more dangerous than bullets hitting us. This is more dangerous than bombs hitting us. Is when Muslims lose hope in Allah. Because this is the stepping stone to kufr. And this is where shaitan thrives. And this is what he thrives on. He is also working. Like how the forces of Batil are working. Shaitan is also working on the hearts of the believers. That you lose hope in Allah. A Muslim never ever loses hope in Allah. He always turns to Allah. Difficult condition he makes sabr. Good conditions he makes shukr. But all the time he's turning towards his Allah. My time has run out. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always makes it such when difficult conditions come, he replaces it with good conditions. Just to finish off this incident of Nabi Ayyub alayhi salam. When he makes this dua, Allah Ta'ala answers his dua. فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ فَكَشَفْنَا مَا بِهِ مِنْ وَآتَيْنَاهُ أَهْلَهُ وَمِثْلَهُ مَعَهُ رَحْمَةً مِنْ عِنْدِنَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses him. Allah tells him, فُرْقُدْ بِرِجْلِكَ هَذَا مُخْتَسَلٌ بَارِدٌ وَشَرَابٌ Stem the ground with your foot. Allah Ta'ala caused a fountain to shoot out, to gush out. They take a bath in this, هَذَا مُخْتَسَلٌ That this is for you to take a bath and وَشَرَابٌ Take a drink from this, you will be cured. So he drank from this water. مُخْتَسَلٌ بَارِدُ وَشَرَابٌ Cool water Allah Ta'ala caused out to gush from the ground and he drank from it. Allah Ta'ala restored his duty. فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ فَكَشَفْنَا مَا بِهِ مِنْ ذُرْ That sickness was gone. وَآتِيْنَاهُ أَهْلَهُ وَمِثْلَهُ مَعَهُ 
Allah Ta'ala replaced his family for him and not only replaced it, doubled it. What wealth he had, he got double his wealth. He had seven daughters, seven children, now he got 14 daughters, 14, 14 sons and 14 daughters. Seven he had before, seven sons, seven daughters got doubled. That. Wealth got doubled. His beauty had been granted to him to such an extent that when he went back home, that wife of his couldn't recognize who he is. That who was the strange person that came home? Then he introduced himself that I am Nabi Ayyub Can you imagine what beauty Allah Ta'ala had restored? But he had to go through the difficulty before Allah Ta'ala gave him that ease. So Muslim Ummah will have to go through difficulty, but if they bear it with sabr, with patience, with turning to Allah, correcting the relationship to Allah, Allah Ta'ala won't only give them more, Allah Ta'ala will give them much more and Allah Ta'ala will improve, improve the conditions. But it's up to us to turn towards Allah, to come back towards Allah, seek our sanctuary and our safety in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah ta'ala give us all the tawfiq of making amal. Alhamdulillah, تقيم الاسم غزير العلم وسيل الحلم كثير الغفران جميل الثناء جزيل العطاء مجيب الدعاء عميم الإحسان سريع الحساب شديد العقاب أليم العذاب عزيز السلطان ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله المبعوث إلى الأحمر والأسود المنعوث لشرح صدر ورفع الذكر صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه الذين فلاسد العرب العرب وخير الخلائق بعد الأنبياء فيا معشر الإخوان وحد الله فإن التوحيد رأس الطاعة واتقوا الله فإن التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم السنة فإن السنة تهدي للإطاعة ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم والبدعة فإن البدعة تهدي للمعصية ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغضب وعليكم بالصدق فإن الصدق ينجي والكذب يهلك وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكونوا من القاسرين ألا وإن النفس لا تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله واجملوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فإن الله يحب المتوكلين واحفظوا وقتكم فإن الوقت أنفس من الذهب والفضة وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ليس يتحسر أهل الجنة إلا على ساعة بردهم ولم يذكروا الله تعالى فيها واستغفروا ربكم يمددكم يموال ومنين وانعوا ربكم فإن ربكم مجيب الداعين وقال تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال ربكم ادعوني أستجب لكم إن الذين يستجرون عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخلين بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قول هذا واستغفر استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه 
ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله قال تعالى في القران المجيد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وازواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فيما معنى الاحاديث المختلفه ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وشدوا في امر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه واصدقهم حيان عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمه سيده نساء اهل الجنه رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب اهل الجنه رضوان الله تعالى عليهم اجمعين اللهم اغفر للعباس وولدي مغفره ظاهره وباطنه لا تغادر ذما الله الله في اصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن احبهم فبحبي احبهم ومن ابغضهم فببغضي ابغضهم وخير امتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم عز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم واجعلنا منهم اللهم انصر المجاهدين في كل مكان اللهم انصرهم على عدوهم اللهم خالف بين كلمتهم اللهم زلزل اقدامهم وانزل بهم باسك الذي لا ترجه عن القوم المجرمين اللهم احفظ مسجد الاقصى والحرمين الشريفين يا رب العالمين عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون وقد قال تعالى فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون اقيموا الصلاه and shoulder to shoulder shoulder the cell phone the switch off and pull in the gap from the الله اكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين اياك نعبد واياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين يا ايها الذين امنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاه ان الله مع الصابرين ولا تقولوا لمن يقتل في سبيل الله اموات بل احياء ولكن لا تشعرون ولنبلونكم بشيء من الخوف والجوع ونقص من الاموال ونقص من الاموال والانفس والثمرات وبشر الصابرين الذين اذا اصابتهم مصيبه قالوا انا لله وانا اليه راجعون 
أولئك عليهم صلوات من ربهم ورحمة وأولئك هم المهتدون الله أكبر يا الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورأيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفر إنه كان توابا الله أكبر الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله عليكم ورحمة الله Allahumma <laughs> <laughs>